Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs, the world's foremost drive-in movie critic, and I have picked 24 hours of the greatest horror movies of all time, and we're having a dust-to-dawn to dust-to-almost-dawn-again marathon called The Last Drive-In, because this is the last time I'm doing it. Welcome to Freaky Phantoms. I am your host, Andrew Hawkins, and today with me again is returning special guest Deborah Hawkins. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm getting a little bit comfy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got a little bit of a uh, new setup going on. We got a pretty slick, cool black couch that we're sitting on. What do you think? Is it a little bit better than the bar stool setup and the benches? Totally. Nice, nice. Well, I have asked you to do another show with me today. And the topic that we talked about, we kind of threw around for a little bit. Um, it's horror movie marathons, but we were thinking originally, well, my thoughts were totally like Friday the 13th, old school stuff, and you threw out that, uh, you used to do a ton of movie marathons when you were a kid with your family. Oh, all the time. It was, uh, we called it Girls Night or La Bombard's Night, made a name, sorry, spoiler. Um, it was just me and my three sisters and sometimes my mom, um... And my dad, just depending on what time of, like, how old I was. And we would all just put on, like, three or four horror movies in a row, have the, like, camping bags out and the hide-a-bed on the couch pulled out so we could actually, like, crash at some point and everyone else was watching it and eat junk food. And, yeah, it was just something that I... Remember like doing a lot. VHS days, right? Oh, like, yeah. This was back in the 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s. That, that's what it was for me, too. Like, the whole horror movie marathon thing. Um, it started off with having a shitload of movies at my grandparents' house when I was growing up. And then it was all about, like, HBO and Cinemax and shit like that when I was a younger kid. And then I started watching a bunch of cable and yeah, we would go to the fucking video store too, and we would get like two or three movies. I wasn't always the one who was picking them, Mm-mm. but I always found myself in the horror section, and I fucking loved that spot of the video store the most. Well, we were actually kind of lucky because, like I said, it was me, my three sisters, and my parents. So it, there was always like this five movies for five dollars for five nights. Yeah. So we would. Like, mom and dad would pick one movie, and then my sisters each picked theirs, and I got to pick one. And if I wasn't able to find one, then I had to forfeit my turn or my pick. And, like, we had, like, 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, to God, go so it was like the, a scramble. Yeah, it was like we could all look for it. If it if we couldn't find something before we had to leave, you forfeit your pick, and someone else got to pick it. And yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes total sense. But, like, I didn't have the whole sibling thing growing up. I just remember, like, we would go, and it'd be like, all right, well, it's blah, blah, your, your friend's sleeping over, so they get to pick a movie. You know, like, we yeah. kind of had the deal, too, thing like that. Did you ever get the opportunity to pick all five out of the five for five deal? Never, never, ever, ever. If you could have at that time, would you have set yourself up for like an awesome fucking movie marathon? Okay, are we talking- Like would it have been straight up horror or would it have been like- Oh yeah, yeah, straight up horror. (laughs) What were you into? Like what were you into at that age? Because for me, a lot of stuff I was getting really exposed to- from, like I said, you know what the family had, but that was minimal. And then what was on like cable, but that was really edited. Well, 
I, I guess I have to ask you what age you're talking about because I'm for I, me I'm talking about like 12 13 oh like because I started this when I was like six nice because <laughs> like you guys you had a video store you were in England at the time and then yeah. you came over to the states but yeah like the whole thing for me is that I I loved watching genre movies back to back and then I got like shown my first horror double feature or like triple feature when I was like really young watching cable TV and that's kind of what turned me on to the whole idea of doing like horror movie marathons and I dug the hell out of it. I think the way it started for us was like my dad really loved horror movies. Nice. So every now and again, he'll put one on and it would scare the crap out of us. And then he'd be like, hey, I got to put this next one on because well, you're going to love it. And it didn't even start with that. I like the. I remember it starting where I had, um, it was either I had my best friend come over or we all just decided to have a huge family night. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are we going to do? Okay. We're just, just going to watch, watch horror movies, movies and all night. Out. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I think about it too. Like Halloween is a perfect example of almost like a universal, everybody who celebrates it puts on horror movies, sometimes puts on like three or four through the night. And I've watched some great, great well, fucking Halloween horror movie marathons. That actually kind of, like, is kind of it, too. Yeah. Because my dad was also huge. Like, hardcore Halloween. Hardcore Halloween, um, which is where I get it from. We'll get, we'll have a show all about that one day, trust yeah. me. Yeah, no, um, I'd, I'd love to have a show with you about... Uh, Halloween around around the time of the season, but yeah, let's talk about some of the movies you'd watch around that time. I th like a couple of the ones that I remember like super vividly of like when we first started it. Yeah, was Halloween three. Hell yeah, season of the witch. Hell the fuck yeah, which the I then, best one. Which I then started showing. Not to, even arguably. Oh no! Like anytime, <laughs> Hands down, I like, love it. The very first time you slept over at my house, yeah. that's what you watched. Oh man. Um. So that must have been a cool friend. Poltergeist two. Nice. I love uh, it. Pet Cemetery. The original. The original. Not the one with Clancy Brown as Gus. No, the, not the one the with... The stepdad cop. No. Andy! The... I'm like Danny Boy fucking Jack in The Shining. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Mm. And then also, Hell side yeah, note is, pick. like, we would also watch horror movies during the day a lot too sure yeah and for some reason like it just made me remember that one of the just ones 24 hour horror well it's like oh it's the weekend let's put on a movie what do you want to watch i want to watch house on haunted hill well let's let's get to it <laughs> the, the reason why we're doing this today folks listening to us and enjoying us go on and on um it was just friday the 13th and we're recording this that weekend and i just got done watching as much as I possibly fucking could of Joe Bob Briggs' return doing his 24-plus hour marathon, The Last Drive-In. Yeah. I fucking loved it. It was 26... 26 or 27 hours. Yeah, and yeah. you only miss, like, like, two and a half. Yeah, I think I, I missed, like... 
maybe one and a half movies in total. Like I got to see maybe. at least a bit of every single one of them. But yeah, I think I fell asleep uh, when we were like halfway through Sorority Babes and the Slime Bolorama or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Linnea Quigley. I, I, I'm trying to remember the title of that one, but it's such wonderful fucking schlock. And I think it's Full Moon yeah, too. I checked out and just Slime Ball Bolorama. <laughs> We, we started fading a little bit during, um, I think it was the fourth or fifth movie of the night, something like that. It was The Prowler that yeah. Tom Savini had done a bunch of uh, effects for. See, that's where I passed out. And yeah. then I woke up during Slime Bowl-O-Rama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Bowl-O-Rama, yeah. And Around when, the time when all the like little goblin yeah. creatures and shit come out. And I went to bed, but it's like, <laughs> I know you only got like two hours of sleep. Yeah. Oh, God. So, um, everybody... When I was a kid, I grew up, like, absolutely fucking loving horror movie marathons on Halloween, on fucking uh, Friday the 13th. Um, Anytime there was, you know, an awesome, like, reason to watch a horror movie marathon or there was someone broadcasting one, I was always all about it. So I grew up just absolutely loving that shit. And I I even remember, too, loving it on Nickelodeon. Like, on Nickelodeon, they would have uh, Nick or Treat or whatever... And it would be like fucking six hours of just Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then like Rugrats and Ah Real Monsters episodes just all Halloween. So if that counts. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, yeah. That shit counts. Then, yeah. No, I was all <laughs> It's an influence. That is a core. That. that is a core influence to what like my no. growth into loving horror movie marathons is. No, I was all about about doing like the nick halloween stuff the disney channel stuff where they would yes. show friggin yeah. halloween town and halloween town 2 ichabod fucking uh no. worst witch all that they shit got, well, worst witches in disney so they never showed that i'm I, wondering where i saw that either like on a movie channel it, it might have been hbo like i remember hbo would do uh horror movies in a row too on like I think Halloween and, and other then, times of the year. Um, friggin' um, not Discovery, but like TLC. Oh yeah, sure. Like in like 2007, 2008, 2009. Oh, in the last you, ten years. Yeah, like. used to do a 30 days of Halloween where it was nothing but Halloween and scary movies for 30 straight days, and they stopped doing it. That's bullshit. Yeah. No, I, I love celebrating like that time of season so much um and you know we do the 60 days of halloween tradition that we've done for years not 30 60 yeah yeah i started on september 1st we'll 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 get into that when we get closer to the time um but did you ever like watch any of these old tnt like USA Network Channel, Up All Night, fucking Friday the 13th marathons. And I'm not just talking about, like, the Friday the 13th movies with Jason. I'm talking about where they would, like, intermix, like, other movies, like, Freddy uh, films, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever. I never got exposed to any of that. Um, While I did watch a bit of television when I was a kid, we watched mostly movies in my house. Um, Mostly rentals and what you guys had in the film library. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did, like, when I was super young, a couple times watch um, the Midnight Marathons of Elvira. Yes. Yes. So that's a thing. Um, I do want to get into this. Um, The whole, like, 
horror hosts. The that whole you know just performance like kind of entertainment format, all that stuff. I love that shit. And uh, for me, one of you know my absolute favorites is Joe Bob Briggs. But I fucking love Elvira. Um, Vampira did her own shit. Yeah. Um, there been there was a Freddy one like. For a very brief amount of time. Who, who kind of looked like uh, Robert England, yeah. like doing the whole Freddy thing. and Yeah. Okay. I, I could see either like, like Robert England doing it himself it or like, like someone trying to and then getting the shit suit out of him. It was super short run, but I remember that there was a nightmare one. Oh, man. Like the, there's just this whole like, um, I don't know. I, I don't even want to call it a subgenre, but... It's just this movement of awesome movie presenters that just totally dig into horror. And it goes back to, God, what, like the 50s and 60s? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking way back to, you know, even those old post-war sci-fi films that were coming out of the Cold War, like Them, the Ant movie, and then The well, Day the Year Stood Still like, and shit like that. It's actually so influential and such a thing that... There are at least two movies I can think of off the top of my head yeah. that feature three movies that feature a television host yeah, and a horror like a horror host like a horror host talking about movies and shit. Yeah, well, even even like the way um, you know uh, Rob Zombie's film uh, House of a Thousand Corpses starts off like that yeah. because you know it's Halloween and it's Doctor Frankensteiner or whatever the fuck. Um, but that's something too, is when I was probably 12 or 13, Rob Zombie actually hosted a horror movie slate of films on the sci-fi channel. And he showed like Evil Dead and he showed Night of the Creeps. And every single time, I think it was like four Fridays in a row or something like that, he did this. But if he had done like a block to block thing, and I think they actually might've done that on Halloween night, like that shit's great. You know? Yeah. I I don't always, you know, dig his whole aesthetic and all that stuff, but I absolutely love getting to get introduced to movies this way because it's super fun. And then we get the inner cuts of awesome, just trivia and shit like that. Um, But what, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Do you think it's necessary for like a horror movie marathon to have a host to kind of give us context and background and history. Personally, it's like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not quite my cup of tea. Sure. It, every now and again, I'd be like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. But <laughs> at the same time, like just the way I grew up, it's, yeah. I just want to watch the movie. Just watch the fucking movie. And get scared and talk trash. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I, I kind of like taking, like, a little bit of a breather sometimes between, like, back-to-back films. But I also grew up with, like, two or three movies recorded on one tape. So I would watch, like, a Halloween film followed by uh, another one in the franchise followed by a completely different horror movie. And followed by something completely random. Totally. <laughs> fucking totally. Like, I mean, you know, even the non-horror ones, I grew up with fucking tapes like Howard the Duck followed by fucking Labyrinth. But you know, it's just crazy. R- ridiculous it makes no nonsense sense. like that, but it's so fucking good. 
Um, and then the Omen tape, I can't remember what was on after that, but one of my favorite tapes of all time growing up was fucking The Producers, followed by Blazing Saddles, followed by a Gene Wilder mini-documentary, and I wow. absolutely love that shit. Um, but I even like the horror movie DVDs that go into, like, double feature or three or four movies out of a series, and... I want to ask you, do you prefer watching like a horror series as a marathon or just like multiple thrown together horror movies on their own? Both. I I like doing both. I'm really not picky about it. Um, If, if I'm going to watch a nightmare on Elm street movie though, I'm not putting anything else on. (laughs) Just Uh, because you're such a diehard Freddy fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not going to do that. Um, I have no problem mixing it up with the Halloween movies. I have no problem mixing it up with The Omen or Halloween. Um, So it really just depends. So would you follow a Freddy movie with a Mike Myers movie? Hell no. It would just be straight up like... Straight Freddy. Okay, so... Let's let's talk about how much there is of that because if you want to do like a straight up like Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger marathon, you've it's, got like fucking nine movies to pump out. It's about the same, if not, yeah, it's about the same as um, the Harry Potter marathon. Time wise, because the yeah. Harry Potter movies get long as shit towards the end. I mean, it might be shorter because Harry Potter is twenty three hours and forty five uh, forty seven minutes. So if <laughs> We've got roughly <laughs> something around some ballpark of like roughly 10 Freddy movies, I think, because we've got no, one through six going up seven. to it's only seven. It's only seven. Are you counting Freddy versus Jason? No, that doesn't count. But it is Robert England. I don't care. It doesn't count. <laughs> so you're stopping dead with fucking New, New Nightmare. Nightmare. And that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think any one of them is over an hour and a half. No, so, it's like super, super short. Yeah, you, you add up the time on that, and you can definitely crank that out from a dusk till dawn movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Like, you start it at 6 o'clock at night, you'll definitely be done by the time you go to lunch the next day. Yeah. How are you at 24-hour movie marathons? Have you ever done, like, did you ever do them as a kid? Because I used to fucking no. eat them up never did um not as a kid as a teenager yeah but not horror okay um like i said uh, well not even a teenager it was like young adult um (laughs) like late teens early 20s yeah and that was like the director's cut of lord of the rings Mm -hmm. and because yeah that's almost 24 hours yeah and the harry potter series because like i said that is damn near 24 hours See, I don't, I don't know if I would prefer a like different genre marathon over a horror marathon. I just fucking lied to you. Really? So I, what? I grew up, yeah. with this thing, and I, it's technically horror in my mind. Okay. Um, I grew up with this thing where every single, like, since I was a kid, yeah, every single New Year's Eve, the Sci-Fi Channel would show the entirety of the Twilight Zone series. Damn right. For like three days. Hell yeah. And yeah, there were times where I would stay up for 24 hours just watching Twilight Zone. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, Twilight Zone is great. It's such a fucking fantastic series. And I could easily watch 24 hours of that shit straight through. Oh yeah. But like for me, 
it was just one of those things where I almost kind of found it to be like a challenge. Like I would try to like prepare myself almost like mentally and physically to be able to get through an entire fucking night because it, it would be like I would find out that there was going to be a huge Friday the 13th marathon on. And way early on, like when I first found out about the um, like up all night marathons and shit like that, I thought, oh, I, I want to, you know, see what this is about. And then I'd get fucking yelled at. Oh, you can't watch that shit. Oh, it's too gory. Oh, it's fucking scary. Oh, you're too young for it. So I would be like watching that shit in like the dark bedroom with the TV on and the headphones in and everything like that. And I would like eat and drink like junk food and fucking caffeine just to make it through for bragging rights. This is where it is though. Were you actually watching horror movies nonstop for 24 hours or was it just throughout the night? Because yeah, everyone's done the, let's just stay up. (laughs) Stay up all fucking night. It's seven o'clock in the morning. The sun's up. Let's pass out. I think as a kid, I might've gotten through one. Maybe. Like, I know I've pulled some all-nighters, and I know I've, like, been awake for longer than 36 hours a few times, even though my personal disposition gets a little bit um, absurd during those times where my jokes get really bad and my temperament gets very loose. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I can be a bit I can be a bit to handle, I believe. But, yeah, I would fucking totally do, like, the up-all-night shit, like, crash at 8 in the morning crap all the time. Okay, so, because that was, like, my entire fucking summer. (laughs) Every single summer of my life. I think, yeah. Like, honestly, like, the, just the movie marathons that were, like, just up all night, pass out in the morning, Mm -hmm. so much. Just constantly. All the time, I would do that. Well, the the Joe Bob Briggs uh, last drive-in event that just happened started at 6 p.m. our time. Mm -hmm. And we're Pacific. And the first movie that he rolled out with... um, (laughs) Give me your thoughts. It was Sleepaway Camp, wasn't it? I think think Sleepaway Camp was the very first one. I'm double-checking, but I'm still a little bit brain-fried. From the uh, whole thing, it was so fucking good. The first the one, one was Tourist Trap. Tourist Trap. Yeah, that's right, because you missed Tourist Trap. Yeah, I was doing something. Yeah, I think you were out running around, like, hooking us up with, like, dinner and me with, like, all-night drink and shit like that. Something. But by the time you were done with errands and running around, you came outside with me, and we chilled out with the hookah, and we watched fucking Sleepaway Camp and had an absolute goddamn blast Which, because Felissa Rose was on the show yeah, the actress who plays Angela yeah and it was great she was so much fun to see again and just like super bubbly and really happy to be there yeah just constantly cracking jokes with Joe Bob oh yeah oh it was fucking excellent but, so yeah sleepaway camp was actually one of those that we would like rent and do the all-nighter movies with yeah like that with a handful of other movies and just be up all freaking night until like people would normally be waking up for breakfast Mm -hmm. that's when you start fading a little bit and crashing yeah hell yeah I i love that shit like i can think of so many times where i put on like five or six movies in a row 
or I watched them being broadcast, and I absolutely fucking loved them. But let's let's go through the list of the movies that got shown during this whole event. Okay. Because it was just so good. So. Go for it. We had the pleasure. Yes. Of watching <laughs> Tourist Trap, Sleepaway Camp, Rabid. David Cronenberg's Rabid was in this. The Prowler. Sorority Babe Slime Arena Rama. <laughs> Sorority Babe Slime Ball Bolarama is such a schlockfest. Oh, God, what is that? Yeah, that's um, Daughters of Darkness. That's one where you were totally crashed out, and uh, I watched it, and I'd never seen it before, and it was actually pretty fucking good. And All then right. there was Blood Feast right after that, the old Herschel Gordon Lewis schlockfest. And then they wrapped it up with Basket Case, Reanimator, and demons. Yes, and then there was uh, one final one after demons, and it was fucking pieces. Actually, no, it was Hellraiser, and then pieces. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, we're missing one more too, um, because before Hellraiser, it was the fucking complete piece of dog shit garbage that has a fan base, and I have no idea why, but it's completely ridiculous. Fucking Legend of Boggy Creek, shot in Arkansas. See, you watched so much more of this marathon than I did. Oh, <laughs> I, I, tr- like, I tried to get a piece of all of it. I really did. I was like, I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is like with Tourist Trap, I mean, that was a good, really smooth, easy way to get into this whole thing. Um, because I'd seen that before on, I think it was USA, and it was one of the like up all night marathons with like Ronda Shear or some shit like that. Like it was around the time that I had seen the children, the the movie where the little kids oh have God. like blackened uh, fingernails and they like grab their parents and the parents start smoking and, and they melt like, melt and die like they've been exposed to nuclear fallout. Um, but yeah, Tourist Trap is fucking hilarious. I I think. Overall, I think this was an absolutely excellent, excellent fucking uh, marathon. And Pieces was just the perfect Icing on the way. cake. Icing on the cake. Just such a good end that to wrap it up. That movie is fucking shit crazy. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, we can totally get into it a little bit if you want to because um, I remember it had come out on uh, Shudder or Severin uh, had released a DVD or something like that. And we'd gotten the opportunity to watch it. Yeah, we watched it on Shutter. Yeah, and um, I think we'd had too much of a fun night that night, and I just fucking crashed out on you. But you'd seen the whole thing all the way to the end, and you fucking loved it. Because it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. The acting is awful. <laughs> and there's so many good actors in the film, too. It's like everyone was... Christopher George from fucking uh, Goddamn Gates of Hell. The Lucio Fulci. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Uh, you know, man. The, just so many fucking crazy character actors in here, too. Like fucking Paul L. Smith who's in one of the weirdest fucking films that we have in our entire library, fucking Sonny Boy. <laughs> like, I love it. And it's it, it's total, like... That's the thing, too, is for these kinds of movies, like, when I associate, like, a Friday the 13th marathon and, like, a horror marathon, I, I don't think about them being the same thing. I think a Friday the 13th marathon has a very specific, like, set of rules for me Mm -hmm. for what a marathon like that should be and i think 
Jason movies qualify. Freddy movies qualify. We had this talk. Summer Mike camp Myers, movies. Summer camp, totally. Um, Halloween movies do not qualify for a Friday the 13th marathon unless it's a Friday the 13th in October. And even then, it's still kind of, eh, but. I just realized what a great Friday the 13th marathon movie would be. Tell me. Fall Break. Oh, my God. Are you talking about fucking um, the one where the kids go to the goddamn dad's cabin? Lake and house. Like, yeah, it's the lake house. It's like a beach house uh, uh-huh. thing. And, like, all of the fucking kids just start getting knocked off one by one by this dude's dad who's just Spoilers! <laughs> It's not a spoiler. It is. You, you literally know it from the beginning. <laughs> there, kind of. There is no, there is no buildup. There is nothing that is going to misdirect you. It's just a movie where in the very beginning, a kid's dad walks in after the mom has accidentally been stabbed to death. And then the no, dad no, just he, loses it. No, the kid. No, the kid was polishing the dad's rifle in the kitchen. Oh, he and shoots and her and accidentally shot her. Oh God! Because and then dad comes home and then beats the crap out of him. Because that's the thing. Like that's a perfect fucking double feature with pieces. Oh my God! Seriously, because you've got the kid and the parent dying, the mom dying specifically. One is an aggressive stabbing. Two is an accidental. I was cleaning the gun, Papa, and the rifle went off. It was like Father's Day or the yeah. dad's birthday or something. Yeah, it was like a special occasion. And doesn't like the kid fucking shoot her in the back while she's yeah. doing dishes or cooking and just supper. like splits her in half. Oh yeah, cooking dad's fucking Father's Day meal. Um, but yeah, it's like with yeah. the 13th marathon movies, I think. Anything that has yes. a group of teenagers getting slaughtered by a mysterious person. The the only one that I would say um, I would take out. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are more that I could you know think of going deep. But first thing coming to mind, blood rage, because that will yes. always be Thanksgiving. That is that is never not going to be a fucking Thanksgiving movie. And what a fucking drive-in movie too, because it starts off with the twins. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it, but it's so good. Um, but yeah, like for a Friday the 13th movie, let's let's lay out the rules. What do you think? I just laid it out. Just summer camp related, just like mysterious killer, or are you thinking more like supernatural killer or just, no, 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 just no. a slasher? I'm thinking like summer camp Okay. And high, and high school kids get killed by some crazy. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't totally. matter if it's supernatural. It doesn't matter if the guy's a psycho. Yeah. He just has to be murdering teenagers. That's so, it. So Freddy movies apply. No. No. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason movies do. Yes. But no to Freddy movies. Yes. But yes to anything where high schoolers or college kids... The, even regardless of the age of the yeah, actors. the 40-year-old... 18-year-old. Yeah, the 40-year-old high school freshman or <laughs> the fucking 58-year-old college sophomore who is like bubbly and plays in a rock band and she's the lead singer and or plays the, the bass. Oh my god. <laughs> or the 60-year-old quarterback. Oh Jesus Christ. Hi yeah. fellow teens. Um <laughs> What what did you think about fucking uh oh god it's not sorority beach house massacre but we just fucking watched it 
Um, and it was completely fucking ridiculous. It was fucking bad, and you picked it. They're oh, they're they're <laughs> so fucking terrible. Um, there are a million absolutely god awful slasher movies out there, and they are almost all perfect fodder for like Friday the Thirteenth marathons. Yeah. But, but the cream of the crop, like, hands down, absolutely, shit like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. There, there is nothing See, better than that kind of fucking movie for this kind of thing. I thought the selection for the uh, Joe Bob Briggs yeah. thing was great up until he put Hellraiser on. Because Hellraiser kind of threw things off? It's like, that has nothing to do with, it's completely tonally different. Than everything else he showed, it's it has it's it doesn't fit. You yeah. don't do that for Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, so that's like one of my rules. It's like something like Hellraiser or Freddy, you just don't put in there. Well, that's that's kind of the thing about it too. Is like he he sort of saved that stuff for like Saturday the Fourteenth. So like Friday the Thirteenth, we got a handful of movies. We got Tourist Trap. We got Sleepaway Camp. We got Rabid, which we, was a bit of an odd one because already, of the Cronenberg. Yeah. But yeah, like when you start getting to the art house stuff, and the more like prestige horror and like extreme gothic horror and stuff like that. That does. That's not. It doesn't qualify for Friday the Thirteenth, but I think it totally worked for this event because it was just a. Marathon. It was just a horror marathon that wasn't so I, desperately tied to Friday the Thirteenth. I disagree. But you think it kind of tonally was off? Yeah, it kind of like put a huge speed bump on it. Hellraiser isn't really much of a drive-in movie, is it? No. That's kind of like a. That's one that you start real theater film. Yeah, like, that's it's got to be. That's one that you're sitting on the couch and then all of a sudden you're underneath the blankets. <laughs> For multiple well, reasons. I mean, you could sit in the car and you could go under the blankets, <laughs> or you could just skip the blankets and, you know, roll up the windows and put back the seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little dirty there, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Daughters of Darkness uh, was pretty interesting. I think uh, you'll have to see that at some point. Yeah. But um, definitely something a lot more along the lines of not exactly like The Hunger with Catherine Deneuve and David Bowie, but take a little bit of some of that, and then you remember the vampire I, film I remember. with the it's like, eroticism? Why, why would you put that in there? <laughs> right after, like, fucking total schlock and slasher movies, that gets thrown in there. I think, I think really what Honestly, it was... Honestly, like, if anything were to be put in there, it'd be the Night of the Turilia Turds or whatever we watched with the friggin'... The giant plant monsters? Yeah. Like, Day of the Triffids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Like, that would have been a better fit. Yeah, I, I think more schlocky stuff would have been better, but I think um, really what it was was, like... Joe Bob just kind of picking his absolute favorite four out of four star movies out of the Shutter Library. Probably. Because everything was already licensed. Everything was already good. He had stories about all of that shit. Oh, yeah, he did. And that's that's a good thing about, like, the horror host thing, too, is, like, I, I love Elvira. I absolutely love Cassandra Peterson's thing. And the bits that she used to do between movies were fucking hilarious with the dude who was in Pee Wee as Jombie, oh, yeah. who was the breather guy on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she eventually went and did the uh, handful of movies, um, Haunted Hills and all that stuff. 
But like with this, there was a lot of storytelling. There was a lot of history. There were a lot of really cool insights and facts. And I really enjoyed that part of it too. Yeah, I did like that part. I did like the... You laughed. You cracked the fuck up at a lot of it. Because <laughs> it was hilarious. He was able to tell really, really funny jokes and also be like, oh shit, I didn't know that. And it was nice. It was nice being able to get that little break, even though I'm not... Even though it's not my huge, it's my, it's not my thing. It, it did work this yeah. time. I think, uh, you know, the way that it was done with the movie interruptions, because I, I love watching a good solid fucking horror film and even like a double feature, a triple feature, just back to back to back, like put me in the fucking seat. Let me lock in for like nine to 10 hours. Yeah. It's like, let's I'm, fucking do this. It's like we do it daily. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, we, we, we do triple features all the time. Just five hours of, like, hardcore, crazy horror. Well, we also watch Esoteric. Almost, we watch almost amazing exclusively shit. horror movies. Like... Genre it, films. Not even genre films. Like, extremely dramatic, you fucked up your life yeah. stories. <laughs> yes. And yeah. then yeah, that's true. Shaw Brothers Chinese movies. That's... Yeah. That's everything we watch. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I love that horror is one of the best genres for world cinema. Yeah. Because every single region in the entire fucking world has shit that scares I mean, them or freaks them out or gives them a thrill. And we're talking about horror movie marathons. Here. Yes. So totally, it's, like, totally. totally what I did as a kid watching, like, random shit. Yeah. Then you have this Friday 13th one. We've been known to, during the Super Bowl, literally all day watch nothing but Italian horror movies. Yes, yes. We'll watch a shitload of Fulci. We'll watch Lamberto Bava. And by the way, um, the whole history of demons. Oh, that... God. Was... Demon 67. I mean... <laughs> What are you talking about? La Chiesa and then fucking... Cemetery uh, Man. Like, Cemetery Man, yeah. Della Morte, Della Morte. He's like, Demons 95, and nobody fucking knows why it came out like that on DVD. Because it's Italian. Because it's Italian. And then Demon 6, the history of Demons de Profundis, is so fucking funny to me, where Luigi Cozzi was like, it's going to be the trilogy finale of Argento's... Suspiria and Inferno, and it's just total fucking crazy schlock with Caroline Monroe. I love that movie so like, much. We do that. Yes. We do the 60 Days of Halloween, which is totally something we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There are just so many ways you could, like, if you wanted to do a Disney movie marathon, fine. Okay. That's sure. like two or three days, yeah. maybe four, with horror of Star Wars. Two days. Yeah. Just if, knock them out, all 10 of them, whatever. With horror, it's like you can do it all year and never see the same movie twice. Yes. Yes. And still have more. Yeah. And that's that's like what I, I value so much about having like a really good library of films, either digitally or physically or for rent. Like if, you know... We wanted to go to a place like fucking Hastings that used oh. to have just a huge rental library, but shit like that, it's going away. Um, I don't know. I, I love the fact that like Shudder has so many fucking movies and it's so easy to watch it on Amazon and then like the Shudder tune and stuff like that. But 
there's a lot of shit out there still that like you can't get on blue that's only on dvd or only on vhs or stuff that's lost that like some people uploaded to youtube but then some copyright holders took it down and you still can't fucking get it in this part of the world there's so many movies that we found on youtube that we have now yeah either by i hate mentioning this but pirating or no no, we haven't pirated anything How dare you? How dare us? No, um, it's only Creative Commons licensing only. <laughs> we, we, we do it for journalism and research and education, and that's why we present this show to you, <laughs> the listeners and fans. But it's not just us. It's not just us who does this. Like, so many people do this. Yeah, like, it is yeah. an actual thing that many people do is just horror movie marathons like a lot of people do it yeah everyone has done it at least once in life if if they haven't i feel really bad sure (laughs) sure sure well i mean shit even fucking like you were talking about you and family and just you doing it during the summertime and everything like that um but like me and friends would do it and you know it would be it was every single summer party yeah totally um yeah i i love um just being able to continue that but I, I want more of, like, this really kind of cool film criticism slash storytelling setup. Like, slash history lesson yeah. of behind the scenes. Like, and... seriously, I had no idea about some of that shit oh, with no. pieces. I had no clue. And then, like, some of the fun stuff um, that he talked about with Hellraiser, even though Hellraiser was kind of an odd duck in the whole lineup of movies. Yeah. But then again, that whole thing was just all over the place, but it was so good. Um, it was cool to hear just like the fun quip thing of like him saying that Clive Barker had mentioned out of the sliding scale of BDSM, he's a 6 out of 10. And Joe Bob was like, if Clive Barker's a 6... And he's coming up with this kind of stuff. <laughs> right. I don't even want to meet a 10. Like We're, we're not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> but all that aside, all that aside, um, I absolutely loved having this just awesome horror movie marathon this weekend. I'm glad uh, you got to join in with me on some of this stuff. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like... Should we totally champion for more or should we just get back to watching horror movies on our own terms and have an absolute fucking blast well, when we get geared up for fucking 60 Days of Halloween? I mean, we're going to do that regardless. I mean... No matter what, <laughs> yeah. Any time of the year we're going to put on like five or six fucking horror movies over a weekend and just div- dive in. It, it, I mean, it just happens. <laughs> we don't even plan it anymore. Yeah. Um. But no, I would... It, it would be kind of cool to see like the host movie marathons come back again just because it it's dead yeah it is it's and dead it, it honest like i miss it you're not the first person that i i know that or the only person that i know that has that likes that stuff sure yeah and it helped so many people discover like movies they never would have watched before and influence them to be creative and maybe make their own movies or write or even like they're like joe bob briggs was like i got letters saying dude you saved my life yeah because of circumstances and it was kind of like a safe haven and it's like right now we have youtube and we have social media 
and we have all this attention grabbing bullshit. Yeah. But we really don't have anything where you can go to learn things and get inspired anymore you know, and discover. That that was really really touching actually at the very end of the last drive-in when Joe Bob was saying that um people would write to him and come up to him during conventions and be like, "Hey man, you helped me get through really tough times when I was a kid. You actually gave me something to look forward to for the next week. Um, And, you know, I I loved watching his stuff. Like, he introduced me to so many fucking great movies. I I swear I watched Evil Dead 2 on Monster Vision. I know I saw um, Prince of Darkness for the first time and just a ton of other movies um, that... You know, I grew up to absolutely fucking love and study and, like, devote real fucking academic attention to while also still being a fucking fan and getting to be able to enjoy them. Because I love putting those movies on as long as I stay awake during them because some of them are practically, like, lullabies to me now because of the fucking music and the tone and everything. But it's it's such a big fucking deal Um, because it inspires people who want to write books about movies it inspires people who want to make their own movies just like you're saying and i mean don't get me wrong i mean it's not like we don't have anything that kids can't say oh you saved my life i mean yeah you get into people are different like there's makeup that they get excited about and all that kind of stuff sure but when it comes to the entertainment industry it's everything is monopolized everything yeah. is super mainstream super easy and you really got to dig for the little bit more kind of obscure, totally kind of weird, quote unquote stuff. Yeah, this showcased all that. So it's like all the like you have all this mainstream. Oh, you you help me, you help me. But then there's like the skunk, <laughs> the old Patton Oswalt <laughs> bit talking it's, about fucking Disney. There's the little kid <laughs> who. Feels like he's a complete outcast. Yeah, yeah, total misfit. Total misfit, who doesn't really have anything offered to him. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like we don't have anything for the the misfit, for the the weird kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know it's it's always been that way. Um, people who don't identify with the basic pop just you know but easy fair it seems even more so now yeah um you gotta be a fucking treasure hunter you gotta you know find an outlet or an influence that's going to hit you the right way and you know a lot of um people love the thrill of these kinds of movies but they're also fascinated by what the fuck did it take to make these fucking movies. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, and then the unbelievable, like, controversies and everything else like that. Um, but I I think really what it comes down to is I just absolutely fucking love horror movie marathons. I think um, horror hosts, if done right, are very fucking valuable. Yes. And I just wanted to talk about it today because you know we've just been digging in on it so freaking hard this week yeah we we really have it's it's been great it was it kind of opened my eyes a little bit and be like okay maybe i can get into this but it's like 
but we don't have it anymore. So. Yeah, all, all we've got are reruns and shit like that. And, but, and that sucks. Yeah. Well, if fucking, you know, Phil Noble Jr. and all the fans have their way, um, Phil Noble being the guy who's now leading the way for Fangoria um, to come back. Fango, oh, yeah. Thank you know, God. Yeah, because we're really, really lucky to fucking have that print See, that's, that's so valuable and that's another thing just sidetracking yeah. and getting off course and horror isn't dead no but real horror is and what i mean by that is now it's all jump scares yeah. it's all loud noises it's all the same blueprints yes well i like 95 percent of it is and then we're lucky to have something squeezed through like fucking hereditary right so lucky like, for that Horror is kind of a dying breed yeah. when it comes to a little bit more flair. Mm-hmm. Creativity, yeah. definitely. Imagination, for sure. So I think that's why I kind of hate that this is gone now because they were able to find those few yeah. that had that. Yeah, those those crazy, unique fucking movies. Because that... you're not going to see The Conjuring on something like that. No, God, no. No, that'd be absolutely boring as shit. I mean, it'd just be people talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, a think group sat down for a couple of days and ordered some pizzas and they hashed out the most marketable type of horror movie that would generate the most buzz and bring in the most audience and... They, they secured the financing, and they were able to produce it, and here's the final result. That's absolutely fucking boring well, as shit, but something like Pieces is an insane story, and so is Demons, which is, you know, and Reanimator. Which, I mean, yeah, I understand you want money and you want buzz, but it's like, at the same time... Be creative. Yeah. Be different. Don't be, because don't be a clickbait fucked, film. It's, 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 it's stale. Yes. It really is. Well... Hopefully, hopefully we're going to get more opportunities like if Shudder fucking goes and Shutter's figures doing, something out. Shudder's the great. shit right now. They're, they are putting up so much gold yeah, right constantly. now. And then like even like back on track, Fango yes, coming yes, back is yes. going to be great. It's really going to be good. Even on their Facebook right now, they're just like, oh man, all yeah. this cool stuff. Even the Twitter feed and shit too. Yeah. Like they're just making the the hardcore horror fans are being treated so fucking well right now yeah so th- this so kind of stuff like I, I want this kind of tradition to continue it's, like, it's dead but there's like a little tiny yeah. like blip. There's a little blip yeah it's, it's, there's a little bit of life left in this so I hopefully can, i can go on about horror movies and horror all day though well so i say we scrap it for now if another big thing like this happens God hoping it fucking will. We'll we'll maybe come back and do another talk about this uh, this sort of thing. But I think basically on my end for what I wanted to talk about, I've uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've covered uh, what I figured I uh, I'd bring up. Yeah, I mean, like what this one think? was actually just like a kind of patchwork of. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, we actually, like, we honestly couldn't think of a show this week. I mean, there was one that I wanted to do, but I... We're saving it. We're, we're saving, saving it. it. Yeah, we're, we're um, saving that one. That one's kind of special. This one was kind of more off the cuff, and it was a little bit more timely, and it was just more of a... It's more It's more fun, refreshed, yeah. kind of like, this is actually like us. A more of a, re- <laughs> a, more of a relaxed subject. Yeah. Um, so, 
I think for now, um, let's get this going. And everybody listening, thank you for tuning in and spending the time with us. Um, hopefully, if you love the kind of stuff that we're talking about, you'll get treated to more great shit like this. And if you didn't catch the last drive-in marathon, all of the movies with all the Joe Bob uh, commentary and everything like that, the um, segments uh, in between the chunks of the film are all available on Shutter to Stream and all that good stuff and Amazon Prime and all that shit too. But um, all that aside, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this shit today because it's been something I've been looking forward to so much and I love that you know this actually fucking happened this weekend because it was such a great way to spend Friday the 13th. Oh, you, you were like, you found out about this like a month ago? No, it was even further because he did a thing where he was like, hey, Shudder might be able to yeah. give me an opportunity to come back. But you found out about it being confirmed. 100% like, I found out about it and I think like the beginning of June or something like and that. And you, j- I, it's, I've been hearing nothing. Yeah, it's been else. on my calendar. So, <laughs> like it, it has been something I've been looking forward to so much. Um, but yeah, uh, anything you'd like to add before we get rolling? A couple things. Go for uh, it. Yes. Um, so we have fun doing this every now and again. Our honey pot of ideas does go a little dry. Yes. So patrons, go in there, make suggestions. I mean, we honestly love getting feedback and suggestions. Want to know what you want to hear. Want to know what we could change. If anything, you could you can make fun of us. I don't care. Um, but yeah, we just want to hear from you. If there's something you want to hear about let us know any topics any subjects anybody you'd like us to interview or if you'd like to be a part of the show we'll have some opportunities coming up but yeah let us know what you'd like to hear because i yeah i'm all about just movies i mean we're talking like books video games social experiments culture art anything i mean actors actresses directors writers musicians Bands, all that shit. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Um, and then second, I got to do my my shout out. Go for it. Um, so, as always. Yes. Um, shouting out to American McGee and Martin. That's right. Um, they are in the process of working on a new game, Alice Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making huge progress with this. Um, great art is coming out. Um, they're supposed to be like revealing a little bit more about the story in a couple, like I think a week or two. I think so. I think they're going to be doing a stream coming up on YouTube where they're talking about the story that they've built up for Alice three, which is kind of what leads up to the, um, second dive into Wonderland, which is Alice's adventures in Wonderland, the Uh, book. Um, but this is like the stuff that happens post the fire, of her losing her family. Yeah, and it, then, it's, it's... Yeah, it's so... What happens before the first game. Right, right. Um, and the reason why I'm even, like, I harp on this so much is because it's a huge project that I'm really excited about. Same. There's huge fan base for this. I mean, people want this, but it he needs help getting it done. Yeah. So go check him out. He does a uh, YouTube stream every week. He talks about it, keeps us updated on what's going on, plays games, jokes around. It's great fun watching it, but also it's like go on to his Patreon, back it. I mean, he has it for like a dollar. It's not yeah. that hard to do. 
Um, yeah, so- and it's it's worth supporting. And you know, every and night on uh, Wednesday and Thursday night, usually they do the streams, and it's always really entertaining. Well, the more support he gets, the more likely that the game's this game gonna is going to get made. Yeah, um, because he like the more people are behind it, the more EA is going to be like thumbs up. So please, please, please check him out, support him. Great guys. Let it make it happen. And then, yeah, do our Patreon too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to, if you'd like to support us and support the show, hit us up on Patreon as always. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can always hit both of us up on our own Instagram feeds. I'm Mr. Andrew Hawkins, and you are Asylum.in.wonderland. Perfect. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us talking about horror movie marathons and our own insights and fun stuff like that and as always um yeah this has been uh, another fun filled episode of freaky phantoms so good times bye bye